Hey guys. Hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Podmas. On Wanna Match Podcast. Yes. The podcast where we come together each week, we match, and we tell each other about a topic that we've researched. My name is Emily. And I'm Sydney, and we're your hosts. And I have heartburn. I always, Emily knows this about me, I am the heartburn queen. Yeah, you are the heartburn queen. I just ate so fast. Yeah. That, and I consumed way too much caffeine today. How much? Um, so I had pre-workout and I went to the gym. Okay. And then I had a bubbler, which has like, and now I'm drinking Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. So you're caffed up. Yeah. And I had a coffee. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm gonna fucking be up for 62 days. Well, I'm very tired, so. Perfect. (laughs) I will not be. Um, okay. Well, that's great. I haven't had any caffeine today, but I don't drink caffeine, so that's a fun fact about me. Yeah. Um... Rosenbud, Rosenbud, Rosenbud. This window's open. Sorry. Oh, God. Okay, everyone. Sorry about the audio. Blah! Alright, that's actually way better. Okay, well, sorry. Sorry, Just heard our outdoorsmen's. Okay, it's um real time here, December 2nd, and it was 48 degrees today, yeah. which where we're from is, like, crazy. Like, yeah. that never happens, so. Felt well, like my window spring. was open, too. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, I think... Sorry. You go first, but... Yeah, the, I, uh, my rose and bud aren't anything, like, crazy special if you want to go first for those. Okay, um, my rose is that I got my hair done today. Yeah, it looks great. Thank you. It's been too long. Yeah. And I waited much too long. Well, you, like, tried to get it done, like, three times and, like, stuff just ended up happening. Yeah, a car accident yeah. that I witnessed and it was just a mess. Yeah. So, I finally got in and got to see her, um, and I'm very happy. Yeah. It makes my confidence go up. Yay, it looks so good. Um, My rose is that unexpectedly we closed the restaurant (laughs) that I work at today at noon instead of at 8 p.m. Yeah. So I got to go home like three hours early. Yeah, that's so so nice. nice, Which literally never happens. If you work in a restaurant, you know, like you never fucking close ever. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, yeah, that was my rose. It was just a nice surprise. It's always nice to get, like, let out of school early. Yeah. Like, let out of Early release days are my fucking shit. Yeah, they were so fun. (laughs) Um,. My bud is that fluck. I have one, and I think it's going to be both of our buds. Okay, And well. it's soon to be a rose. And I'm going to have to be careful about how we talk about this, but... Oh, 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 yeah. Do you know what it is? Okay, I think our bud is that Emily ordered something on Black Friday that just came in the mail that is, um, how do I say, a piece of equipment <laughs> for our matching sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always nice to just get a new piece. Yeah. You know? Like, it's just so exciting. That is and so fine. we're about to go use it, and that is my bud. Me for the first time yeah. ever. And I named her Madame. Madame. <laughs> so cute. Shout out. Madame. Yeah. Um, so. We'll come back with an update on yeah. it. Five stars, probably. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Um, okay. We should link the store that we do, but, like, like stealthily. It's going to be deep in the show. Yeah. If you want to know where we get... So, I, um, found this really great website for, like... All things matching. All things matching, but it's, like, more feminine. Yeah, it's Like, so it's girly cool. and cute, and that's, like, such a gripe I have. Like, I feel like for a long time, people who matched were thought of to be, like, males only. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of the stuff for it is very, like, industrial and, like, not cute. And, and I think that's not the case. You can be feminine and match and have cute yeah. matching shit, okay? Also, yeah, also, um, I think that... Like, maybe this is just kind of how we grew up, like, you know, like, the dare level or, like, you know what I'm so- saying? Uh, kind of. Keep going. Um, like, people have this kind of um, stigma about those who do match. Yeah. And having stuff like this makes you feel, like, a little bit more empowered. I agree with that. When you have, yeah. Like, we're not using a fucking, like, rusty, yeah. sp- like... I don't even know. I can't even say it. But you know what I'm saying? Like like a pop can. Yeah. You're using... <laughs> we're not using a fucking piece of a wrench and a half a two liter soda bottle. Right. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're using... Nice. Nice. Like, really... And we clean it well and... Yeah. Yeah. So Feminine. I think, yeah. I think that there is something to say about that. That you... 
you'd be surprised how many people in your life match and get chonged. Yeah. And what they do it for. Also, like, we're adults. Like, I think that's just part of, like, growing up. And if you continue to match, that's just, like, people who drink a lot have, like, nice liquor. Like, this yeah. is kind of, or, like, nice decanters. And, yeah. like, whatever. This is, like, our version of that. And it's we're always so excited. Nice, <laughs> yeah. It's nice to upgrade your life, yes. everyone. Like, get things that make you happy, I guess, yes. is the bottom line. Yes. And invest in the things that make you happy. And invest in your hobbies. Invest in your hobbies, <laughs> but also like I felt like it was kind of in it when I was purchasing it because these equipment pieces are not necessarily super cheap. No, they're like it's an investment. It's, it's an not investment. crazy expensive, no. but it's like no, and especially this one was not crazy expensive. But yeah. it is more money than I'd like to drop on a regular day, right? Or something. Just run to the store and get like a pack of disposable products for very yes. cheap. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. I felt like this was kind of an investment into the podcast as well. Yeah, it is. And, like, decor. Like, Emily likes to display her um, pieces. So, yeah. Exciting stuff happening. Very exciting stuff. Okay. Should we get into topics? Yes. What are you doing today, Sydney? So, this is Podmas. So, every, like, vaguely and, like, more generally, we're doing stuff about, like, winter and the holidays and cold and um, stuff that reminds us of this season. Yeah, mine is a lot more vague. I've been very, like, sticking to the Christmas theme, but yeah. this one is vague. I am doing um, Yetis. <gasps> I love that. I Thank am you. so excited. Thank you. And I know I'm going to get scared of that. <laughs> I don't think mine is that scary. No? Okay. Today. No. Okay. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to that. M- mine is the rink at Rockefeller Center. Oh, so cute. <laughs> That's going to be really cute. I'm excited for that. All right, so everyone, grab your matching pieces. What do you match with? Let us know. I, this morning, this is not the same level of matching that we do, like, right now. Okay. But this morning, I matched myself with an apple and peanut butter. Like, <laughs> I just ingrently? ate it. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, I just ma- this is your version of this matching. This is my is- ver- <laughs> what my version of matching would be if we didn't match the way that we did. Yeah. It's, is eat an apple and peanut butter. Emily's is apple and peanut butter. I think mine is, like, oatmeal. Really? I love oatmeal in the morning. All right, perfect. I had that in my pre-workout, and I was literally yeah. on a different level no, of when productivity. I eat, yeah, when I eat oatmeal, it's like, I'm a boss bitch alert. <laughs> What's your fucking breakfast food? Tell us. I'll put a thing up on the thing. What is the breakfast food that is just like a go-to Always fucking, a uh, Always a go-to. Right. You know it's going to be a bop when you eat this for breakfast. Mine used to be avocado toast, but now that I'm gluten-free, I'm, like, really picky about bread. Mm-hmm. I've always been picky about bread, even before I was gluten-free. Yeah. Um, and so now that I am gluten-free, gluten-free bread just, like, does not hit. Yeah. And so avocado toast and... This is such a tangent, but basically, like, I feel like you need, like, a hearty bread when you're yeah. eating avocado toast. We've had this conversation more yeah. than once. You know yeah. my feelings on this. <laughs> and I think that most gluten-free breads are not hearty enough to handle, like, the avocado. Yeah. It needs to be a good ratio. Anyway. Reach out to us if you're a bread b- brand. Reach out if you make good like, gluten-free free bread. bread. Like, at, like, bakery-level yes. gluten-free bread. Because I am in, like, dire need of something that is not just, like, sliced bread. Small business bakery owners, hit us up. Please. I will, don't even sponsor us. I just want to buy from you. I want to purchase bread from you. (laughs) All right, Sydney, do you want to go match? Yes, let's match. Hello, everyone. We are back. We're back. I'm so, I don't know if it's going to be muffled, but I. um, Muffly, buffly. <sighs> I'm just kind okay, of okay. Update on Madame. Oh she's yeah, she's great. great. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, we're guessing like it, it was good. All the things I'm gonna I make know. you listen to folk music on our next break. Oh, how do I do this? You are in my dream circle. Share. Okay. Media. Media. <laughs> no, it's not that. I know, but I just can't sing. My I don't want to say you're real. Uh, Shh. Email. Shh. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> the way that, that was coming out of my mouth was something that I did. <laughs> well, you thought I was going to say something else, but that's not what I was going to say. Okay, everyone. Okay, it's really weird. Do you ever... This is, like, just a personal aside. I can't connect to the internet. Yeah, maybe I can. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't try. As a personal aside, do you ever... Um, like listen to these back and you're like wow that's not how i remember that happening at all 
Yeah, I do. Because I think the um, matching really alters my perception of, like, of how what's things... what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my god, it felt like there was so much time. Like, we talked about that for so long, and it'll be, like, two seconds yeah. we talked about it. Well, okay, so I just watched, or I just listened back episode one. Oh, um, re-listened to episode one? Yeah, I re-listened to episode one because I'm making the timeline. I didn't even tell you this during our match session. Yeah, you didn't. I started, yeah, I... Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Nuggets. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm making the timeline, so I was listening back on one because oh. I was listening to all the. You have to like, listen to all the dates and shit. Yeah, so I literally, I'll show it to you after this, yeah. but it's like, we're gonna do that at the end of the year. We're gonna make an actual, it's gonna be in a show note, and I'm gonna try and make a graphic. Should we like go through them? Should we go through the timeline? Oh, yeah, we can. For an episode, that'll be, like, a special episode. Yeah, and we can. That'll be our New Year's episode. Yeah, and we can try and, like, I don't know if you want this all in here, but, um, (laughs) but. I mean, I can edit out. We can try and, um, explain, like, where we are. Like, we can try and match and then try and explain all these back again. Yeah. Like, what we remember about them. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be so good. (laughs) A little recap. A little, um, 2021 recap. I love that. Okay, so we That's just... That's our New Year's episode. Yes. All right, I'm putting that in the books. We fully just did a cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is how we plan shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's when we, we matched. Just, we each say more exciting sentences on top of each other's other... It's, I feel like I'm, like, laying presents down when we do that. And then we put, like, a little bow on top. I know. And then we go, oh, I'm break. Yeah, because we really do go back and forth. We're like, and what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And it's, yeah. like, lay down another present yeah. each time. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Tell me what you know about Yetis. I know. My dad's um, Snapchat handle has the word Yeti in it. Really? Yeah. Is he a Yeti cooler fan or is he a Yeti? No. He just was like, just make it Yeti. Oh. Is your dad like a Yeti believer? No. He just was like. He thought of two words to put together. Oh, weird. Three words. What if I was doing um, like Yeti coolers? I actually almost asked you. I'm like far. far I know. Away. I feel like we're like <laughs> screaming. Um, I actually almost asked you if you were doing Yeti coolers or what. That would have been funny. I should have done that on like April Fools. Oh, like, we're right. doing an April Fools episode. Okay. Where we do like a. <laughs> we're about to do it again. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm we'll not doing it. But I have the thought. We'll do this later. <laughs> Okay. I know that you mean, like, abominable snowman-looking yes. Yeti. Yes. yes. Okay. And I'm saying Yeti because I cannot say abominable, like, fast. It's, like, I tried today. Because, oh, my God, I was going to, um, I forgot to do this at the top of the episode, so I hope he's still listening at this point, but my manager, Justin, gave me this idea. Oh, And so I want to shout him out. I, yeah. He listens to our episodes. He's, our manager at work is, like, truly amazing. Yes. And. Love you, Justin. He gave me this idea. Because oh I was like, God. what should I do for the pod tonight? This is, this is a good idea. Yeah, job, it's a great one. idea. Okay. So, let's learn about Yetis. According to TibetTravel.org, so, like, <laughs> okay. an official fucking yeah. website, the legend of the Yeti originates in a religion known as Bone... Sorry, upstairs. Oh my god, I was like a six-year-old square dance. <laughs> um, bone, which is a precursor to Tibet Buddhism. Is huge. I did not realize it was that big. Also, I'm still confused as to what Tibet is, but we're not going to go into geography. Oh yeah, we don't do geography. But is it? <laughs> I think it's like a part of China. Okay, because I don't remember I, seeing that on the map. I agree. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, we can't go into geography. <laughs> I was just going to ask and you I if it was... I looked up a definite, like, is Tibet a country? And the answer was, like, sketchy. I don't even know what I read. Like, I could not... Oh, great. Okay. It's like a... Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's it Tibet. doesn't matter. You we're guys know in Tibet. <laughs> yeah. This is where... the fucking show notes. Like, Mount Everest is yeah. in Tibet and Nepal, basically. And that's yeah. where this story really takes place. So, the legend of the Yeti originates from a religion known as Bone, which is a precursor to Buddhism, um, but is still practiced in some parts of Tibet. So, it's, in like, a very, very, very old religion. Most people who used to um, practice this now practice Buddha. Like, it kind of morphed into Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are still people who practice it. Mm-hmm. So one of the gods in this religion is a hunting god, 
and he is the ruler. <laughs> Every guy I swipe right on Tinder. <laughs> oh, really, truly. Ew. <laughs> no, I was joking. Okay. I don't even literally like the fish pictures, just so no. everyone knows. If you have a fish picture in your thing, just know that we're all swiping on it. Like, nobody is swiping right on those fish pictures. I'm sorry to tell Not you. Not on the fish picture, but if he's, like, got good teeth afterwards, like, if he also has maybe hauled a fish once, I'm going to swipe right. If it's he has not, got glowing, bright, yeah. beautiful teeth, yeah. I think that um, fish picture is truly, like, an amplifier picture. It either makes you hotter or, or it makes notter. you notter. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> kind of, never mind. No. I, I'm not going to yeah. say that. You're not going to yeah. say Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Continue. Um, okay. So, he is the ruler. This god is the forest creature ruler. He rules the forest creatures. Perfect. Um, his name translates into English as gl- a glacier being. Okay. Um, so, this origin story has morphed throughout history into a more mystical legend. Mm-hmm. Um, because the religion died out and this kind of stuck around as like a mystical oh, being. So, at this point and beyond... The Yeti is depicted as dangerous and as someone to avoid in Tibetan yeah. mythology. Yeah, he's like the creature god. Yeah. And he's like used. So we talk about folklore in our Halloween episode, mm-hmm. one of them. Um, that article that I talked about, I like always think about that when I'm doing this research because it just like really like hit me. Mm-hmm. But so elders would use the tale of the Yeti as a way to dissuade ch- children from, um. The tale of the Yeti? Yeah. Like when they would talk about the Yeti as a being, it would always be to like dissuade kids from going and wandering off on their own and avoiding like dangerous animals. So they would just like. So it's what like. What the a- fuck is a tale of a Yeti though? It's not the tale. T-A-L-E. Oh! <laughs> oh, no. I'm literally in the tornado. <laughs> I just fell backwards at first into the fucking tornado because of that. Because I was imagining an elder swinging around a bushy no. <laughs> trying to freak kids out. No. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I just fucking face planted through a tornado. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, fuck. Okay, okay, let me rephrase. No, no, no. You don't have to. I'm like, <laughs> fucking here with you. Like, when they would tell this story. Yes. When a Yeti was in the story, it was to use as a symbol to yeah. teach kids that they shouldn't Danger. go off in the woods alone and that you should not approach, like, wild, dangerous animals. Yeah. That was his, like, use in Tibetan yeah. mythology. So, he's always been... Sorry. He's always <laughs> had, like, a negative yeah. connotation. Grumpy. He is a little grumpy. I picture him as, like, this, like, half, um, like, a centaur, centaur kind of, but with, like, a beard. A beard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like he's like really just, buff, like a white. <coughs> what? The he's fuck? like a sheep, kind of. Okay, continue. I do not imagine him like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the word yeti itself is derived from a couple of different Tibetan words that mean rocky place and bear. Oh. So, do with that what you. Yeah, want. that's what I kind of imagine him looking like. bear on two feet. Okay. Yeah. You imagine him as a fucking lamb. A sheep? No, like a centaur. But like a centaur with not a hand. <laughs> Literally, if I keep imagining what I'm imagining in my head, I'm going to go back into the tornado <laughs> if I can't get this picture out of my head. I can't even keep doing, like, saying what I was going to say because it was so weird. That- <laughs> Dude, while you were saying it the first time, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god when I was about to say everyone was so weird that you would have had to immediately like yeah, call my therapist off. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ okay anyway sorry everyone that was a moment that I just had by myself <laughs> no dude I was inside your brain with you. <laughs> so <laughs> that is the little precursor to okay. Yeti this is like modern day Yeti that we know and love yeah, abomin. I imagine abominable snowman. snowman. I just can't say that. Yeah, that's okay. Fast. But that's what I imagine it. 
Yeah, so, in 1821, now we're going to get to the Western, aka white people, discovery of the Yeti. Yeah. In 1821, this is kind of, like, the first mention of Yeti in, like, written texts, Mm -hmm. like, modern texts. Mm -hmm. Um, Charles Howard Burry, who was a lieutenant colonial... Fuck, I always say colonial instead of colonel. Colonel, yeah. Lieutenant colonel. Well, that's stupid. (laughs) Wherever that's from, that's fucking stupid. It's spelled, like, colonial. (coughs) Fuck you, whoever did that. Yeah. Okay, in the British Army, a lieutenant colonel in the British Army, he wrote a book called Mount Everest, Their Cognizance. No, Their Reconnaissance. Mount Everest, yeah. Their Reconnaissance, 1921. And it's about a mission he went on to Mount Everest. And he mentioned Yeti in that book? Yes. So, in one part of the book, he comes, not Yeti itself, but he does come across large footprints that he writes were caused by a large gray wolf which had only two tracks per step instead of four. Okay, yeah, that's scary. And he says that the tracks looked pretty human-like, and he also says that his Sherpa guides, Sherpas are like the guys who help you go up the mountain, um, said that the tracks were from the wild man of the snows. Weird. So, in a roundabout way that I don't feel like is very interesting. Wolf. Yeah. Oh, giant wolf. So that was kind werewolf. of the first mention of what could be a Yeti. He okay. didn't call it a Yeti, but he right. was like, yo, I saw this thing with big footprints and it was big and on two feet and... Yeah. A werewolf. Yeah, he basically described a Yeti. So the next one is how we get Abominable Snowman. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story is really long and it's I don't really feel like saying it. Yeah. And so that connects to this story, like... Yeah. This is kind of where we get Abominable Snowman from. Yeah. Because um, it's the man of the snows. Yes. So, in the 1800s, there are more reports of large footprints. Like, throughout all of the 1800s, like, this just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. In 1925, N.A. Tambazi, a photographer in the Royal Geograph- Geographical Society, says that they were about 15,000 feet above sea level Mm -hmm. on the Zimu Glacier when he saw a figure that looked like a human being but was dark in color pulling out small bushes out of the ground about 200 to 300 feet above where his group was camping. And He He was pulling bushes out of the ground. Yeah, like a big human-looking thing. Scary. Why is that your hobby? I I don't know. But he saw the thing for over a minute. So this is like a very clear Yeti sighting. Okay. Two hours after this incident, the group ascended the glacier to the area they saw the creature's footprints, and it the footprints looked, like, human-like. Ew. I don't like that. Yeah. So, I don't like that. I don't like these holding bushes in his hands. But this was how all the stories were. It was, like, yeah. found these footprints, found these, Ugh. like, scratch marks, found these, like, weird things. So, in 1951, Eric Shipton, another mountaineer, takes a picture of the large footprints in the snow at two... 20,000 feet above sea level. And this is argued to be the best evidence we have for Bigfoot. Or for Yeti. Like, this is some of the best evidence that we have. It's That's the picture? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. That's big. Like, look at how big it is compared to the snow look thing. Look at how big his big toe is. Yeah, it's huge, dude. His big toe is giant. Like a tennis ball. Yeah, literally like a tennis ball. So, in 1954... The Daily Mail releases an article that stated that an expedition team had a specimen from a Yeti scalp that was found in the Pongboche Monastery. So basically all these Tibetan monasteries would, like, collect evidence of Yetis. Oh, my God. And they would sell them okay, to I people. Okay, I love that, though. But most of them ended up being fakes. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but some of them, they, like, think actually they could found, have yeah. some salt to it. So, this is one of them. Um, so, the little, the hair on the scalp appeared to be dark brown in dim lighting, but a fox red color in bright light. The hairs were analyzed by a forensic professor named Frederick Wood Jones, and he could not identify the animal, but he says the hair was not from a bear or an anthropod ape, which is the other thing that people think it might be. Like, it looks like kind of like a monkey. Yeah. Yeah. But That's most like likely, it was from a coarse hooved animal. But he can't identify it. Okay, that's kind of like what I imagine it because in like the Rudolph movie or whatever, it's it kind of looks like a monkey. Like it's yeah. like fig 
it looks more like a... That's what, like, people really think that they are because um, they are bipedal. And there's not that many animals on the planet that are bipedal. Like, some apes are bipedal. But and us, basically. Because we're primates, just like apes are. Um... So that is like the biggest clue. And that I just feel like they primate. have like long top limbs that yeah. are similar to more similar to like apes too. Right. That like in that movie. Right. So that is very true. Um, the like historical people are more likely to think that they're like apes or bears in for yetis okay yeah so it's like but how did so they just like found a hair and he's like cannot connect yeah they it can't with any connect it with anything so it could be a yeti hair so in 1957 we get our very first dedicated yeti mission so this is the first time someone ever went to that area specifically looking for yeti stuff okay recorded time yeah so this is funded by a businessman and a texan named tom slick <laughs> Tom Slick, motherfucker. <laughs> he had a couple of these. His most, like, big discovery was in 1959. Um, feces were collected that were believed to be the Yetis, and when they were analyzed, um, an unknown parasite was discovered, which is kind of cool. They yeah. discovered an entire new species of parasite from this. No, yeah, that's fucking cool, but also, like, it could be just an animal. Right, so that's kind of the interesting thing is that I know, like, bacteria, they've cataloged like thousands of kinds of bacteria and they're not they haven't even made like a dent into the number of like species that there are like we just don't even know about because they haven't been discovered yet and i think parasites are similar like yeah i think there's a lot of animals that and this is the whole thing with the yeti is that they i think that people take for granted the amount of knowledge we have about like nature yeah and animals yeah. yeah Um, especially in areas that are hard to reach, like these areas. Like, we right. just don't know a lot. It's kind of like the ocean a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in 1959, the species were collected. After, at this point, the mm-hmm. U.S. government steps in and creates rules for people looking to take a Yeti-specific expedition to Nepal or Tibet. So, they're like, okay, we're going to create, like, guidelines for you guys. Because you can't just go over there and, like, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a Nepalese permit must be at- obtained... If you're going to Nepal. So, like, yeah. you have to get a permit to be there for that. A Yeti must not be harmed. If oh if a Yeti is real, it must not be harmed unless it's self-defense. So you can't, like, kill one and bring it back. Yeah, okay. And the <laughs> Nepalese government must approve any news regarding the animal's discovery. So if you find a discovery of a Yeti, you have to take it to the Nepalese government. And then they have to, they'll release it. Yeah, okay. The information. So I thought that was very interesting yeah. that they took that much stock in it. Right. Um, so in 1960, another ap- expedition by a different group, a supposed Yeti scalp from the Kumjong Monastery was found. So it was sampled and analyzed, and it was compared to three animals, because that's how they analyze DNA. They, like, compare yeah. it to other animals' other, DNA yeah. um, to find what species it is, if it's yeah. an unknown sample. So they um, compared it to a sero, which is a goat like species, a blue bear, which I didn't know blue bears existed, but I have pictures of them later in the slideshow, and a black bear, but could not be matched to any of them. It was the most closely related to the Saro DNA, but it wasn't, like, a match for it. Okay. So they don't know what it was, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So now we're going to jump all the way up to 2007. There's just, like, a lot of stories like that. Yeah. These are just, like, some examples of stories that people have. So we're jumping to 2007. Yep. A TV pro presenter named Joshua Gates finds a set of footprints that measure 13 inches long and 9.8 inches across. He went to Nepal to do a Yeti documentary and he found these while he was Yeti hunting. Okay. So they have never been able to be identified as a certain type of animals. Like they don't know what these prints are from. But they have footage of them like finding it. So that's what the print looks like. And I put this one in here specifically because I think it looks very similar to the other one. Yeah. It's, like, pretty close. Yeah. In my opinion. But how did he So he took like a that? mold. Oh, okay. So that's, like, a mold of the print, which is kind of how, like, a lot of people yeah. take tracks like that. Oh yeah. So it's kind of cool. Go look at the show notes. Yeah, go look at the show notes. <laughs> There's, They're like, a the dead sound of us just staring at them. <laughs> I know. I always have to cut that <laughs> like, out when uh... we're looking at the thing. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he, a lot of people think that he's lying, but 
I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> right. I'm not on this podcast. You'll see. I don't make a fucking claim as to whether yeah. I believe that Yeti exists or not. Because I don't fucking know. And that could be real. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so in 2008, hairs were collected in northeastern India that were supposedly the Yetis mm-hmm. and were analyzed by a primatologist in the UK. So results were inconclusive. But an ape conservation expert found a similarity between the hairs found here and specimens collected during a group of Himalayan expeditions in the 1950s. Oh, my God. So it was, like, the same type of hair, which is cool. Yeah, that is So then they analyzed the DNA, and they actually found out that it was a Himalayan goral, a goat. Wow. So they disproved it. But I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. It's cool that they, like, are doing so much research on the wildlife there, and I'll get to that later. Yeah. Like, this really did lead to a lot of, like research about the area yeah. and about like the oh yeah for sure and, and like people environment people like in the area but not there to like collect and bring anything back you know what i'm saying like right like they're there to literally observe the environment right observe they, or like what they're collecting is like specimens of nature it's not right it's not like they're bulldozing or by doing know. this research there's no information lost there's only information gained, gained. no matter yeah. in what capacity which i think yeah. is really cool um, it's kind of like, so like I just said with the bacteria, mm-hmm. they have this project that you can like collect a swab of anywhere in your house, in your like life, mm-hmm. and you can send it to a research company in like England, I think, mm-hmm. and they'll analyze the sample for new bacteria strains. Wow. Yeah. Because that's, we just need like environment. That's how you find bacteria strains yeah. is you like take samples of the environment and you like yeah. analyze the DNA. Oh. Um, and that is, is so cool. And one, the coolest part about this is this is a little <laughs> side story. Going off. Um, the coolest part about this is is that is the historical way that they've always um, found new bacterias. But before they could de- um, analyze DNA, they used like other methods to figure out what kind of bacteria they were. Mm-hmm. And you would mail your sample in, like you would like make a little plate for the bacteria uh-huh. and then you would like send it into the researcher and they would like grow your sample and see if anything new grew. Oh my god. So they've been doing that for like 300 years yeah. they've been doing this. Oh my god. So cool. Anyway, sorry. That has nothing to do with this, but I just am a nerd. So <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about why you might many people might be thinking that they're seeing the Yeti. Okay. Like what are some explanations here? Yes. Like in the science It's realm. a fucking bear. Yeah, so that is my biggest, this is exactly what I believe is the biggest contributor and what a lot of people believe is that it's the misidentification of Himalayan wildlife. Yeah. Um, these are some examples of some of the things I've talked about in this thing. Yeah. Um, this is the, an Asiatic, Himal- an Asiatic bear, black bear? Yeah. An Asiatic black bear. And it, they didn't even think that these still existed. At the time. They thought it was, like, an ancient animal, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. And so by doing this research, they found that those still exist. Like, this is a Tibetan... Um, blue bear? Blue bear. And it is... Also, those look kind of crazy. T- that, right. Those are... That's... Feet. This is the Saro, and this is the Goral. So... Yeah. I mean, yeah. that does not look like... It it's has- just stuff that we don't see... You don't see in European countries. Yeah. Like, you just don't see animals like that. Yeah. And it's really interesting. And so there's so many times where it's, like, a sample of the scalp or a sample of the shoulder. And it's one of these animals. Right. Like, that people just mistake for it. Also, I think when you're climbing, if you're not used to that scape, the colors there are so, get so warped in the sun. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you guys know when you go out in the snow, like, the colors get so warped. Like, it looks so bright. Yeah. I think it makes it really hard to see. And so you might not be able to see as far as you normally could. And so you're, like, mistaking these animals. Yeah, Yeah, when it's really just one of these animals. Yeah. Um, Also, as, like, more people come from other countries to just, like, climb Mount Everest and stuff, a lot of, like, rich white men, um, the sightings go up. Probably because they weren't used to the wildlife out there either. And, like I said, with the snow, all of that. Yeah. That is probably... That's my best guess as to why. Like, that's what I believe. So, there's some other theories... Um, a Japanese linguistics researcher named David Mikado Nabuka wrote an article hypothesizing the word yeti actually referred to a colloquial term medi, which is regional for bear in some like Tibetan areas. Oh. But this led to some really harsh criticism. I thought that that was kind of an interesting yeah. thing, but I think it's one of those things where if you actually know more about 
linguistics. Yeah. Like if you are deep into, into that field, you yeah. would realize that that's kind of like a really careless um, assumption to make about a whole society and their like culture and their language. Like words that rhyme don't get mixed up, you know, yeah. a lot in people's cultures. And so it probably was a lot more, it, I think it was a lot more complicated than that. And so to and like, it was saying it was just like a, that's like, like a one gross, yeah. Lack of communication. He got a lot of flack for yeah. this, like theory, because people were like, you're, it's, they called it careless linguistics. You're not like taking into account all of these factors. Yeah. Um, wow, inter- that's interesting I know. Too. That was really interesting. Um, so they've said that that's probably not the case. They think it's a mixture of those two words, like I said before. Yeah. Um, that did it. So they also think that the Yeti could actually be a supposedly extinct ape called um gigantopithecus which okay. is like from like an ancient oh. era um and the only thing that would not lend itself to this theory is that in this picture they have one standing up but um gigantopithecus was um quadruped not oh, a biped so. so they walked on four legs um and it would be like physiologically impossible for it to walk on two legs probably um okay because of the way that their bodies are. They said they it's like an orangutan, like, can't walk. Like, physically, an orangutan cannot walk on two legs. Like, oh, really? because of the way that its body is positioned. Yeah. Um, and its weight. And these are even bigger. I orangutans do walk on two legs. I don't think they do. Like, they, like, crawl around, I think. I don't think they're, like, walking around. No, I don't think they walk around either. But, but like, these, people say these, like, walk. These yeti's. Oh, okay. Like, they, like, are walking. I think they do, like, a little yeah. hop situation yeah. but they use their hands when they do it i gotta look up a video of it well yeah we'll do that later that'll be <laughs> private hour yeah <laughs> post um so it's probably not that also they're yeah. extinct but yeah. also like i said they like discover all these things that they like didn't yeah, know, about know. The, so this is another cool side note is that there's been so much field work done in these areas now due to that yeah. um this led the nepalese government and i'm sure to have people stop like killing shit in that area yeah, <laughs> yeah. um the Nepalese government decided to create the Makalu Baroon National Park in 1984 mm-hmm. in this area that all of these sightings occur. Okay. Um, and it led to them legally protecting over 6 million acres of um, the landscape in 1991. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So, it's now, like, protected area. Like, you can't do any, like... 6 million acres. That's so Yeah. Big. So, that's, like, a kind of a cool little yeah. ending to that is that, like, no matter if the Yeti is real or not, like, there's been some really cool things that have happened from it yeah that's awesome yeah so huh. that's yetis yeti all right we're gonna take a quick break yeah quick like bunnies okay bye everyone bye. hey hey we're back and better than ever <laughs> <laughs> i have nothing to say to that that's true we are. <laughs> okay so let's jump right into it the rank the rank have you have you been in New York City? I've never been to New York City. Okay, well, I don't have that big of a desire to go, to be honest. Um, yeah, you're a more wide open spaces. I'm chica. Yeah, I just like the thought of going on vacation to a city. Yeah, does not sound fun. That fun to me. And I'm like more of like a San Francisco, New York City type of person. Nashville. Yeah, I like a beach, and <laughs> yeah. I like to plant my ass there for one whole week (laughs) yeah and not do anything which i also like but i have been to the big cities too um a lot of my travel is there rather than and mine is the opposite yeah um okay so um i have been there but i when i was there it was like late march i want to say um so it was like just like the christmas tree wasn't up and that kind of thing but we will talk about um, so, the rank dates back to the Great Depression era. This is, like, a legend that why people thought they should put a rink into Rockefeller Center. Okay. Um, a salesman was desperate to, like, sell ice skating products. Oh. In New York. Okay. And so he demonstrated his ice skating products on the fountain that was in Rockefeller Aww. Center. Like, that had frozen over all that water. It's that big of a fountain? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. This is, like, all a legend. Yeah. So, like, none of this confirmed, but, like, that's where everyone says it was from. Yeah. Um, 
And people were like, oh, we should, during this time of year, we should put an ice skating rink right here. Yeah, like... It's like, because the plot, like, the plaza is, there's an upper level, and then there's, a, like, a lower level. Yeah. And in this, like, it was, like, perfect the way... It's, it's like, like, perfect for ice skating, yeah. basically. Yes, this, like, yeah. dip. Um, and also, but, like, what we know is that um, in, like, the, around the Depression, Great Depression era the plaza stores were all experiencing, like, real hardships because people couldn't, like, New York City was a place where some people could afford stuff, but, like, a good majority of their shopping had decreased and during the Great Depression, obviously. And um, they think that adding a rink would have been, like, the tourist attraction that made more, like, just foot traffic in the area. Oh, For those, like, struggling businesses. Right. Even though it was, like, all really high-end places. So, like... You know. Right. Yeah. It was very, um... I don't know what Rockefeller Center is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's like a building. So all these buildings around it are like, it's what's called Rockefeller Center. Oh, so it's like a... It's like area. a whole, like, like plaza of like a, a bunch of buildings. Oh, okay. There's like restaurants in here. I literally like, don't know why I thought that it was like in a, um like, an open-air area of the literal Rockefeller Center building. No. It's, like, a whole... It's, like, a city block, basically. Oh. In um, New York City. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I'm just not... I am not a motherfucking city girl. <laughs> I might pretend like I am, but I am not. I, like, could not live like that. No. I yeah, need, like, so, greenery. I need, like, uh, water. Yeah, so this know. is all, like, just, like, a big courtyard. Okay. And I'll, at the end, I'll show you what it looks like when there's no rink. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting like kind of skis out. I think because I'm now just imagining living in New York City and it's okay. Well, stop skeezing out about it. Like it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it is beautiful, but it probably smells. Oh my god! Can you like <laughs> stop? <laughs> like they're ice skating. People get proposed to on this. It's like fun. Aww. It's like in a bunch of Christmas movies. Yeah, it is. It's an elf. Yeah, exactly. So, so chill out. <laughs> okay. I like elf. Yeah. Um. So, it first opened on Christmas Day of 1936. Okay. Um, and originally, it was just going to be, like, this temporary thing that was in just for, like, the Christmas season up until, like, middle of January. And then they were going to take it out and never put it back again. Yeah. It was just, like, what they needed to boost the tourism in the area for that, like, holiday season. And then it was going to be temporary. But it was so popular that they ended up putting, like, permanent Christmas trees around it. And, like... um up where this Christmas tree is, there's, like, a plaque, and it's, I have a picture of it, but it's, it's huge, and it says, like, the, um, official Rockefeller Center Christmas tree, and that's where they put it every year, okay. so, like, they, like, put all these, like, things in it that really, like, represented that this was always going to come back. Like, like a Christmas like very spot. Yeah, this is going to be, like, Christmassy, and, like, they were really going to do a lot of tourism for the Christmas season with this area that they had. Oh, okay. Um... So, um, it became, like, a permanent, permanent thing. Statues go up, Christmas tree things go in. Um, there also was a theater. Obviously, you don't see it in this picture because it was, it's the only building that has been, like, demolished in, from the original design. But there was a theater built so that people could watch, like, ice skating shows. And in the 19, hold up. Um, so, like this like theater goes in yeah um in the 1930s and 40s famous ice skaters like um this is like a norwegian ice skater sonia henny okay would like hold shows called like ice spectaculars Aww, and shit that's like that so cute. <laughs> um then i don't have a picture of this but the kennedys robert and ethel kennedy like start doing like this annual like ice skating thing at Aww. rockefeller center so it's like like Every Christmas, they pick 120 kids. They had picked 120 kids from, like, the Brooklyn area, and they all got to skate with the Kennedys for, like, this Christmas thing. Um, And then other notable events at the rink are, in 1940, there was a famous seal named Sharky who, like, performed on Broadway and, like, in all these shows like that. And so he was the guest of honor, and he... um, And these girls have... um, Roller skates on on the ice. Oh, 
That would probably be really hard. Yeah. How do you get any traction? And all holding on to each other. How do you get any traction? I know. That's what I'm saying. So weird. That is weird. Hmm. Huh. But the, the caption of... <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Another <laughs> dead spot. The caption of that picture was like, they were all wearing roller skates. Like, it was just very like, like, important that they were wearing roller skates. Um, we'll be in the show notes. Um, in 1997, 500 tuba players all got on the ice and played in front of the Christmas tree. What? And I wrote, my literal hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how One many? tuba player doing that. 500. 500? How are there that many tuba players in the whole world? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. But 500 of them got on the ice and started playing a song in front of the Christmas tree. Yeah. In their deep tuba sound. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Um, in 1999, the tallest tree was donated to Rockefeller Center, and it was over 100 feet tall. So usually wow. the Rockefeller Center tree is about, um, is uh, anywhere between 80 and 100 feet. Okay. So this one was, like, over 100 feet. Wow. And it's almost always a Norway spruce. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then in 2014 uh, was the first time that, or, Yeah. 2014? Okay. 2014. This is when they held this event. But, like, um, Americans were the first uh, gold medal couple in ice dancing at the Sochi Olympics. That was the yeah, first. Yeah, I remember gold, that. Yeah, gold medal we had ever gotten. And so they held, like, a um, skate for kids from the ha- Harlem School District at the rinks. They have, Aww. like, these pictures of them and their, like, ice dancing um, outfits. And then all That's these so kids cute. also skating with them. It's really cute. Um, so now it's obviously just, like, a huge tourist attraction. Yeah, it is. Like, year-round. They've added, like, a lot of, um, like, it's called Top of the Rock, and you can see, like, um, a different view of New York City, and then, um, there's, like, light shows and shit like that, like. Yeah. Like, it's become more than just this, but, like, it's hugely, um, increased in, like, Christmas time because everyone goes to Rockefeller Center and shops and skates and. Wow. Yeah, it's, like, a mall. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah, so nearly 150,000 people will skate at Rockefeller Center this year. Whoa, that's a lot of people. Yeah, and so, like I said, it was, it's, it is open for, like, a couple months while it's cold enough to, like, maintain it in New York City. Yeah. But, like, that's a lot of fucking people. That's, yeah. And you have to buy tickets. Like, they're actually not super, like, unreasonable yeah. for, like, how expensive New York City is. Right. Like, general admission's, like, 20 bucks. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, yeah. But they're, like, all time slotted and, like... Oh, wow. You have to, like, reserve your spot to stay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, during December, the rink's open from 7 a.m. until 12 a.m. So, wow. Like, till midnight every night. That's crazy. Yeah. I just um, am now picturing all of the Real Housewives I've seen of New York. Skating? Do. Like, they always do clips from Rockefeller Center. I yeah. I fucking God. Yeah. That, so, like, it's just, like, very, it is very, like, uppity and, like, expensive and, like, um, and boutique-y yeah. there. So, but, like, this is very, like, public. Kids. It was made, like, for the public yeah. and, like for a larger demographic than, like, originally was shopping there, too. That's cool. Yeah, so they also have additional, like, attractions. They have this statue of Prometheus, okay? Okay. And Prometheus is somebody, he, like, um, stole fire from the Chariot of the Sun. Okay. And brought it back down to, like, that's why we have fire. Yeah. Um, But Zeus, like, punished him. And he was, like, being eaten by, like, his liver was being uh, eaten by animals. You guys have to go look at this. I feel like I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like I remember that one. Because he had taken the fire, Zeus fired or Zeus, like, punished him and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, in this statue, it was created by um, the Roman Bronze Works, and it weighs about eight tons. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, cast fucking bronze. Um, there's a ring around Prometheus that represents heaven, and it's inscribed with all the zodiac symbols. Ooh! A lesbian did that. <laughs> and then um, Prometheus falls towards the earth. In this case, it's, like, the, a mountain. Um, 
and the sea, which is like the like water below it. Oh, wow. Yeah, where he brought down the fire. And then the inscription of the statue reads, Prometheus, teacher in every art, brought the fire that hath proved mortals a means to a mighty end. Holy shit. Yeah, so it was temporarily removed because people were like, this isn't the aesthetic we're going for. Like, what the fuck? Um, Yeah, it's, like, kind of choogy. Yeah, it is a little choogy, and it's under the fucking Rockefeller Christmas tree. Yeah. That's that and then this. Yeah. But, um... But eventually they put it back because it was part of the original design. Yeah. Um, and then during COVID, they put a mask on him. Aw, cute. To make sure that people were wearing masks when they were skating. Cute. They also do skating lessons and skate with Santa. Um, and one, like, last thing is they have this little giving machine that they put during the Christmas season. And basically, it's like a vending machine for charities. Oh. So you can go in and donate to local and global charities with wow. their, like, little giving machines. That's so cute. Yeah. I just thought that was adorable on their website. Yeah. Yeah. So that is Rockefeller Center. Wow. The Rink. It's called The Rink. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I didn't know that. That is very interesting. A nice history. Yeah. Of Rockefeller and Center. this is what it looks like when oh. it's summertime. And that's me... Um, in New York City. This is, Radio City, I think, is very close. Are you in the I, middle? Yeah. Okay. You thought that was me? No, but you pointed to that girl. Oh, no. So I was like, Whoa. yeah, that's me. Um, I went there my freshman year of high school to compete for with my show choir. Yeah. And, um, no, it was, we went on, and they had, like, this light show. It's, like, dancing lights that you can rock at the top of the rock. It's so cool. Sorry, I was yawning. But I saw, like, the, the rink. <laughs> yeah, it was a rink when you went Yeah, still? That's really cool. Yeah. I would like to go there maybe once. If yeah. I went to New York, that's where I would go. Yeah. Rink. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Yeah. And do a podcast on ice. <laughs> on the ice with Emily and <laughs> On the ice. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, but that is Rockefeller Center. And it, wow. And it all was someone just... Going on a little fountain, around yeah. and around. Showing off his ice skates. Cute. I have a horrible ice skate. I also can't ice skate. <laughs> so we're not going to. We're just yeah, going to walk so by. So we will take a picture by it. Yeah, we'll we'll pod next to the rink. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this Podmas yeah, episode. This is episode three of question podmas. mark yeah of podmas whatever it is i hope you're enjoying it yeah and i hope you guys are having a great holiday season and i hope you're happy and healthy yeah and we love you so please follow rate subscribe to all <laughs> of the places where you can listen to podcasts want to match pod yeah. send us an email at want to match pod at gmail.com yes. And um, follow us on the socials for constant content. Yeah. Okay, well, anything else? We got to go listen to Sex With Me by Rihanna. (laughs) (laughs) And vodka and water. And uh, bye, guys. (laughs)